on, and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas. I'll never turn to the dark side. Into Benoit Blanc. Can you introduce me as Joker? I am the father. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and you're listening to episode number 83 of this ongoing podcast series that is for the love of movies. Slowly but surely, we are moving closer and closer to the end of 2023. Here we are now. It is the second Friday of November, first full week, but... uh, the, uh, the end is in sight. Soon we'll be looking back on the year that was and sort of tease out a little bit what is coming down the, the pike for the remainder of our, of our Fridays together. Going to be doing a lot of ranking episodes starting in December. be kind of a, a mix of holiday and Christmas-themed episodes as well as a look back at the year in movies for 2023. So stuff to be looking forward to over the next few weeks. Uh, but before that, wanted to, as I always do, take this opportunity to say thank you for tuning in each and every Friday to hear what I have to say on movies and for being a part of this cinematic journey with me. As always, your your support, your encouragement, and most importantly, your friendship means the world to me, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Also use this time to drop some some plugs. You can, of course, follow me on any number of social media handles, Twitter, Threads, X, or whatever the hell they're calling it, uh, Instagram, the like. All of that information I'll leave in the show notes. And I'll also use this opportunity to plug the show that I do with my two friends, Chris Evans and Anthony Caruso, DC Unlimited Pod. We drop every a new episode probably every two weeks or so. We've got a new show uh, in the works. And uh, so if you haven't had your, your fill of me here and you uh, need to uh, uh, satisfy your, your, your Batman and, and uh, DC Comics desires, I would uh, encourage you to check out that show and give us a listen. Now for today's show, I'm going to be reviewing a movie that uh, just opened last week and it is getting rave reviews and it is the film Priscilla. This is by director Sofia Coppola and I have to say this is this is a surprising film for me because I did not have it on my radar earlier this year. It sort of snuck up upon me and I wasn't entirely sure um you know how it would uh, how it would go. Uh, it is based on the uh, the book Elvis and Me uh, by uh, Priscilla Presley, and there was actually a TV movie that was done of it. I think it was either back in the late '80s or early '90s, and I have seen that version, and, and it is very much of its time. But it sort of took an encompassing look at Priscilla's life, her life with Elvis, and, and sort of drew heavily from the uh, the autobiography. So I was curious to see what Sofia Coppola was going to be able to to do with this uh, with this story and kind of bring it into the modern age. I mean, Elvis has certainly had a 
a, I would say a resurgence, though it's it's arguable that uh, Elvis has never really lost his status as an icon, uh, at least when it comes to uh, American music and, and pop culture. Uh, certainly with last year's film uh, starring Austin Butler in the uh, appropriately titled Elvis, it does seem like there is some kind of renewed interest in both his music but also the life of Elvis Presley because he really is that first kind of major rock star entertainer uh, that you know sort of kind of broke the mold if you will for for many uh, you know sort of you know headline uh, stealing acts that would follow down the road I mean you think of people like Michael Jackson and Lady Gaga and Madonna even they all sort of uh, sort of follow in those those footsteps of a larger than life entertainer each one of course you know talented and, and respected in their own right but Elvis has always sort of captured the imagination of of the public, and certainly his his marriage, his relationship with with Priscilla Presley, or at the time Priscilla Beaulieu, uh, that's definitely been a, a source of of interest and and intrigue. And I sort of liked how Sofia Coppola really compared them to. American royalty, because certainly in this country we don't have we don't have kings, we don't have queens. Uh, you know, certainly you have whoever the president is at the time, but but there really is there's a rare case where sort of all eyes of the public or much of the public is fixed on a a couple, and certainly for a period of time, uh, I would argue certainly throughout the 1960s into the early part of the 1970s, Elvis and Priscilla really fit. That uh, that 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 viewpoint, if you will, of sort of a, a sensation in the eyes of the public of this king and queen, if you will, of of rock and roll. So on to the film itself. As I said, this really was one that I did not have on my radar, but uh, I've always been fascinated by by Elvis's story, and I do like a lot of his music. So there was that that kind of immediate interest, and certainly last year's. Uh, Elvis uh, definitely rekindled uh, that interest. But I was really fascinated to see this sort of look at behind the scenes because certainly, I mean, I don't want to – I'm going to say right out. I'm not going to make any uh, comparisons between what uh, Austin Butler did with Elvis last year and what Jacob Elordi did with Elvis in in Priscilla because these are two different – interpretations, performances on a real-life figure. And, and it wouldn't be fair, it wouldn't be appropriate to sort of compare and say, well, well, this performance was better or this performance uh, didn't match up. Or Again, it's, it's, it's irrelevant because what you were seeing in Austin Butler's Elvis is, is not the same as what you're seeing in, in, in uh, Jacob Elordi's performance. It's, it's totally and tonally different uh, takes and so I think that's kind of get that distinction out right right away but but as I say for me this film was was a complete surprise and I I thoroughly enjoyed it it is sublime uh, if I can put it that way the performances as I mentioned Jacob Elordi who plays Elvis and uh, Kaylee Spanny who plays Priscilla they are incredible in this in this movie they, they are again you're playing real life people. So it's not like you're sort of creating a character. I mean, you are in a sense in terms of performance, but you are sort of retelling, if you will, actual events. And I was just mesmerized by by what they both did with these two, frankly, iconic 
figures in American history. And it, it was very revealing because it's so much that the public knows, so much that we kind of have in the collective imagination. And I felt like they were able to offer us something unique and different uh, that that is unlike any other sort of take, if you will. Uh, it's, it is a, a very intimate and private look at at their lives, at Elvis and Priscilla's life, predominantly told through Priscilla's point of view, which I think was a fascinating way to sort of present the story. Yes, it, it draws from the from the biography, but I think making her the central viewpoint character for the audience really brings you into that world and what it was like for, for better or for worse, these these two people who were you know, kind of going through the uh, the uh, the trials and, and tribulations and the highs and the lows of first love, and, and it's really an unvarnished, unvarnished look at that. A look at that. Now, as I said, you you cannot compare, nor should you compare, uh, what Austin Butler did in in Baz Luhrmann's spectacle, because they these are you know it's it's like night and day. I mean, and I'm not again making uh, a, a sort of a Paris in terms of quality. I mean, they're just tonally different films. Uh, Baz Luhrmann's is much more of a spectacle, uh, whereas uh, Coppola's is much more in, in the vein of a quiet and reflective drama. And, and all I can say is that you sort of look at these these two performances, and they're both they're both extraordinary, and they really sort of highlight uh, a, a very flawed uh, individual and a very human. Individual. I mean, Austin Butler's. I will just say is is more about Elvis the icon, more about Elvis the the celebrity, and Alordi's is is much more about Elvis the man and what he was like in uh, in private. And frankly, they're both valid. They're both refreshing performances. They never feel like caricatures. And I think that's why they're they're so uniquely different. I think it kind of works that way. It's a great selling point for for either case because certainly you know. You know, Elvis is a is a is an attraction. People people are always fascinated by his his life, his story, and it's it's you know it's it's very interesting to see kind of a a, a viewpoint or or sort of a different window than what might have been presented uh, you know in the movies or or even TV uh, beforehand. But sticking to to this film, Alordi is is phenomenal. I mean, I've always talk about on the show about an actor embodying a character, particularly a real-life individual. And that is on full display here with, with his performance. His, his decision, I think, to present Elvis as a part of the story and not sort of the, the domineering force, as, as often is the case, w- was a really, uh, really understated move because it, it, it's, this movie is called Priscilla. It's not called Elvis and Priscilla. Uh, and that's that's important. We're, we're not showing Elvis on the on the road or, or necessarily you know performing uh, performing his hits. This is about life at Graceland. This is a story of two people who I believe were in love with each other, and I think they they still loved each other until the very end. But they epitomized the kind of the idea of right person, wrong time, and, and I thought that was very much on display in in, in this particular movie. Comparing it, if if I can, to Elvis and Me, which I said was a TV movie, and I think that's fair given that that sort of deals with the source material beforehand. That felt much more like a, almost like a, a chapter 
in in a in a book, so to speak. Okay, point A, point B. All right, meeting Elvis. Blah blah blah. You know, sort of following down a repetition uh, or a line. This was much more of a kind of a, a bird's eye view of an entire of an entire life story, as opposed to just sort of sticking it in, in different little vignettes and, and then just jumping around. It, it's much more of a sort of all engrossing tale about, as I say, first love and really first love for for either people. Uh, it's it's unvarnished. It, it shows the pitfalls. It shows the high notes, uh, the high notes, the low notes. It's it is complicated. I mean, this is a very revealing film, and it's a it's a uniquely American story that is presented in a down to earth fashion about two people who were at at one time sort of at the height of pop culture and and music and entertainment. And it's you know, ultimately this sort of interesting story about how the the uh, the one of the biggest stars in the world essentially marries the girl next door. I mean, so it's, it's it's very much an American love story in a way. But it, again, it doesn't try to to gloss over uh, their relationship. It really tries to get down to clearly what worked, but also what what led to its uh, to its collapse and, and ultimately their their divorce. Um, what I what I really liked about it, and this is something I th- I thought was more apparent in the TV movie. This film does not attempt to sort of present a side, so it's not like it's either chastising Elvis or, or, or you know, um, you know, chastising Priscilla or or lifting up uh, either either person in terms of the failings of the relationship. It it really presents the complexities of of their situation, and I thought it really gave it a, a a fair and, as I say, unvarnished look that that really kind of puts it back in into the into the audience's uh lap in a way to kind of you know imagine like what would you do if you were that person you know, I mean sort of imagine you marrying some celebrity like you know if I was to you know marry Taylor Swift I mean it's not going to happen but like just you sort of like like what would it be like entering that world not coming from it and then being thrust into that that spotlight it's 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 really a roller coaster ride and the film does a remarkable job at sort of showing Priscilla's sort of her her arc, if you will, as as almost kind of like a a quiet fangirl of Elvis to all ultimately you know being his his wife and and, and his uh, and his you know first love to ultimately you know sort of her becoming her own uh, independent woman who sort of stepped outside of Elvis's shadow and that's again a really a testament to. Uh, to Kelly Spandy. I mean, she should be in the conversation, I think, this year for uh, at least an Oscar nomination because this is this is an incredible and, and all sort of consuming performance that that doesn't that doesn't pump the brakes. It really is a it, it's a it's a beautiful performance, and I was so taken by it because certainly you know again I'm not trying to I know I sort of seem like I'm jumping around. With with the comparisons, but that was one thing I, I had had wished that last year's Elvis had done a little bit more uh, focus had a little more focus on was the relationship between Elvis and Priscilla. I felt that kind of glossed over it um, more or less. Whereas you know th- this is the heart of the story, and it's and it's so apparent from uh, from from the get go, and and you get that from the start. And I think part of it is too there is no Elvis 
music in this movie. Now, and again, there was some behind the scenes um, you know, reasons for that. His estate would not okay any of his music. But I, I think in a way it actually elevates the movie even more so because we're not seeing it through the prism of, of sort of Elvis's story. It's, it, it is a look at this world through Priscilla's eyes and through her her, her viewpoints, what it was like uh, ultimately for, for her and kind of sort of staples it all together, uh, you know, vis-a-vis Elvis's uh, legacy. Uh, you know, again, whereas it's very easy to be like, all right, we're just going to have uh, Elvis's music and we're going to go in that direction. Not the case with this one for obvious reasons, but I think in many ways it because you're not entwining the story with a sense of legacy or or what is familiar, but really presenting a a love story, and it's a very complicated one. Uh, certainly, given the you know Elvis and and Priscilla's age difference at the start, I think you know, certainly the lack of of Elvis music in a way is is almost refreshing because it. It sort of breaks down that that barrier or, or or sort of bias you might have as an audience, and instead allows you to engage with these with these characters and ultimately be a part of their unique uh, unique story. Now, I will just say this is not uh, the best film I have seen this year. It is it is very good, uh, but the pacing is a bit jolted at times. That was really the one issue that I had with it is that it it sort of slows when it should be accelerating and it and it accelerates when it when it slows uh but i mean the 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 cinematography is top notch the iconography is spectacular uh, it really does feel like it's of that time the look of it uh doesn't feel doesn't feel forced there is almost a dreamy quality to the way it is shot and i think that also helps with sort of almost imbuing a sense of, of fantasy and, and, and fairy tale uh esque uh um similarities or vibes, if you will, uh to Elvis and Priscilla's story, which I certainly uh, appreciate that kind of effort because it certainly is a it's a way of bringing the audience in and then kind of showing you the uh the, the ultimate realities of the situation. But as I say, said at the start it's the performances of Alordi and, and Spani that really seal the deal uh, for me, and that's what elevates this movie uh, sort of into that you know great pantheon of of films. It's the performances are incredible, and they're 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 nuanced, they're they're layered, and and as I said, they're they're authentic. It's never as if there's a kind of a caricature or or a really bad in, impersonation or or interpretation. It really feels uh, in spirit and 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 being true to these real life individuals, but also kind of presenting it in a way that is uh, engaging and has that uh, larger than life cinematic quality. Uh, so I would say ultimately it's the performances that make this film uh, memorable to me. Again, as I say, they're not flashy, uh, they're not brazen, uh, they, they are real, they're, they're grounded in, in authenticity, which is, again, it's particularly hard to do in the case of, of, of a Lordy's job because Elvis is, is an icon and everyone has uh, kind of an, an opinion or a take on him. And so it was really refreshing to see him bring a, a different side uh, if you will, for audiences to uh, to appreciate and and to and to see, and 
again, as I say, Spanish should be in the conversation uh, for at least an Oscar nomination this year because it really is a beautiful and, and just complicated performance uh, of this woman trying to sort of make sense of this world that she found herself in, make sense of her feelings for this man, and ultimately trying to to chart a course uh, for herself in her own life. Uh, but I would recommend this film. Uh, as I said, it's I, it's easily a three, three and a half to three to three and a half out of out of uh, five stars. It's a, it's a solid uh, effort by Sofia Coppola. It's a, again very quiet, very intimate. Uh, again, there, there's a little bit of pop when uh, when it's called for, but ultimately this is much more of of a drama. So I will just say, if you go in expecting it to be like last year's Elvis, it is not. It is much more uh, of a quiet uh, love story, if you will, as opposed to a flashy uh, spectacle of a film. But again, tonally and totally different uh, from what came last year, and I think ultimately audiences are the better forward. And uh, I will just say last but not least, uh, this comes out of the A24 wheelhouse. And if you've listened to this show, listened to me in the past, uh, you know I'm a huge fan of this production company. And and they've released a number of my favorite films uh, in recent years, including uh, this year's Best Picture winner, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So uh, again, they they sort of always uh, get my attention whenever uh, they're behind any particular film, and this is another case where they've uh, they've turned out a a, a real pleasant and, and uh, engaging film that I I think will uh, play well with uh, with audiences because it's again it's not some sort of you know uh, depressing tale but but much more of a a, a look at 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 first time love and thrown in with the complexities of a of a major superstar and essentially the girl next door uh really 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 powerful film and as i said i would i would definitely recommend it uh as a film to see uh before the year is out uh just again for the performances alone uh because they are really uh what uh what make this film come together uh and, and frankly hold it together but uh, there we go. There we are. There's uh, my take on Priscilla. Uh, let me know if you've seen it. This is a good opportunity for a little engagement in the uh, in the uh, in the comment section, if you will. Uh, that is all I have for you this week. As always, thank you for uh, being a part of this cinematic journey and uh, tuning in with me. I'll be back next week, and we'll do this all over again for the love of movies. All copyright material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act. Thank you for listening to Phil at the Movies.